Hello and welcome to Patty's Got Your Six Podcast. We're at the Gurney American Legion Post 771, and it's halftime of the Bears game. And we're lucky enough to have Steve Blaze here with us, Master Sergeant Army veteran. And this is the gentleman who was responsible for redoing the M47 tank in front of the Legion. An outstanding job. And how you did it, you got to explain it to us. It's night and day, before and after. Steve, uh, you're a dear friend, but tell us what happened. And it was unbelievable what you guys did. Uh, Okay, so uh, what happened was back in about 2015, the tank was in such disarray. All the paint was chipping away. And uh, nobody came to us from the town, but we, we took it upon ourselves to repaint it. So we repainted it in 2015. Basically, it just consists of a group of three or four uh, people getting together, spending a couple weekends, maybe three or four hours at a time, green padding it, power washing it. Um, so this year, but when we painted it in 2015, we realized the, the color we picked was kind of bright. It was like a hunter green, and a lot of people didn't like that color. So what we did is this year... Um, we found um, a, a color that is more representative of what our, our military units use right now. Uh, so all, all we did was we green padded it, we power washed it, and we met over three or four weekends, and we uh, used power sprayer. You definitely need to have a power sprayer. And we painted the tracks like a charcoal black, and the chassis, we painted a color called Desert Mountain. Um, so what we plan to do in the future is every year to meet and power wash it again and to redo the tracks because the tracks collect a lot of water because they're at the bottom. And then every five years to redo the chassis. And I'll tell you what, Steve, this is... 1951 and early 60s, this tank was in operation. Yeah. M47 Patton. Yeah, M4, the M47 Patton was a ma- main battle tank developed um, by the Army after coming out of World War II. It has a 90-millimeter gun. Uh, it's never served in battle with U.S. forces. Um, there was about 8,500 produced between 1951 and 1953, 18 of our allies have used them um, in combat. The one we have out in front of our legion is actually um, Italian Army um, tank. Of course, it's U.S. designed and built. Sure. Um, That's Detroit Steel, by the way. But they yep. actually used it, the Italian in combat. soldiers and, and, did. And yeah. e- Egyptians used it. Um, there's about 18 allied nations if you Google M47, right. but it but it was a um, it was a precursor to like the M60 Sherman that that we used in Vietnam. Um, so a lot of the technology that was developed for it. I had a five man crew, which is crazy when you look at it. Like five five soldiers in you there. Yeah, the commander, gunner, loader, driver, yeah. and assistant driver. Yeah. A little crowded. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, tanker, I was, so I, I, I was in the Army many years. I wasn't a tanker, but uh, the tankers have a motto. They're, 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 their motto is, we eat our dead. They, they, <laughs> they literally just eat. They, 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 they live so close to each other, obviously. Um, so this tank was a 48-ton. It's 90-millimeter gun, has two 
30 caliber 7.62 millimeter guns, and it has a pencil mount at the top for a 50 caliber. It has a range. It, it was built. About 5,000 were built by American Lo- Locomotive. Right, right. And about, or 5,000 were built by Detroit Arsenal, and about 3,000 were built by American Locomotive or something like that. Has a 810 horsepower air cooled engine. It's gasoline engine. Its range is uh, 100 miles, and it holds 330 gallons. Of gasoline, so f- do the math with your MPG on that. There you go. You know, and um, I'm just—it's a great group of people here at the American Legion, and Steve, it's just people like you that make me proud to be an American. Just for you to take the time, with the help of your your friends there, and just to bring this back to the glory that it once was, I find that amazing. Yep. And uh, I appreciate what you're doing. I just want to know if this story is true or not. A business down the street said, hey, you got to turn the turret because it's, it's pointed at us. <laughs> and I guess the commander said, move your building. Yeah. We're not moving the I'm turret. not sure that's true. <laughs> I mean, the, so the turret is lo- um, sealed off um, with cement. And the hatch is welded shut, so there's no way anybody can get in there. Right. Um, I, I, I can't tell you that. Um, it, the the army, U.S. Army, still owns this tank. They, they just lend it out. Okay. So when you drive by a VFW or a American Legion or any other um, veteran service organization, and you see a piece of equipment out there, it the the branch service never relinquishes it or sells it. They they still own it. It's on loan, basically. Yeah. yeah. And it's it so. Um, if we ever got rid of it, we would have to contact U.S. Army, yeah. and they would decommission it. Right now, it's commissioned as a museum piece. Sure, mm-hmm. and it so, looks and like I was going to ask: Do all the legions have some something? Well, most all legions. Yeah, when right. I when I go back um, to Connecticut, where my, I'm originally from, there's a small American legion in East Hampton, Connecticut, or Marlboro, Connecticut, and they have a few navy pieces out there. We have a big anchor in front here, two thousand yeah. uh, yep. one ton anchor. Um, we actually have a totem pole in front of our American Legion here in Gurney. For, um, is that from the Army? No, that's to salute uh, the American Indians. The indigenous who, people? The indigenous people, yeah. Fabulous. Well, most of our military, if you look at the U.S. Army, look, look at what we name our equipment. The right. Chinook, the Black Hawk, the yeah. Black Hawk. Yep. I mean, there, there's, a, there's just a, a heraldry that we have to preserve and respect. Sure. I admire that. Are you familiar with how the tank was put where it is currently? No, it was about 30 years ago before I got involved with the Legion. What can move 48 tons? I must no, have been a massive. I, well, you could put it on a, on a flatbed. Um, and I imagine he must have had a crane of some sort. Uh, we have a concrete pad. Uh, you don't put 48 tons on the ground. No, it's it for sink. sure. So we have a concrete pad that's probably about... 16 inches thick with rebar, right. and it's probably about 30 feet by 18 feet. So it distributes the weight of it. Now, if the pad cracks, then you're in trouble. But uh, So uh, it, one of the things I, I noticed when I first started hanging out here at the Legion, actually, you were one of the first folks we met. Mm-hmm. Very friendly, very welcoming. Um, but I also, there was some run, random Saturday afternoon... I came in, and all of the parking spots had been repainted, and you were part of that, oh, too. Oh, 
No, that was actually another Steve. That was Steve Mack. Um, so all oh, of our, damn. all of our, um, what do you call the, 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 the guards that, um, parking stops, parking, right, par- right. parking spot curves. We repainted those in red, white, and blue, and then we repainted. He also repainted the the cement boundary around our flagpole, the same color. But down here, it's just a concerted effort of volunteerism. Yeah, th- and that's where I was mm-hmm. going. I mean, first of all, a very welcoming environment, mm-hmm. and um, just local folks who care, and they they continue to spruce yeah. up, and it's it's all to continue to make it a welcoming environment. Well, even if we had enough money to hire people, we wouldn't want to do that because right. we're taking away money. The, all the things that we sponsor, American Legion, we're not just a bar. Um, the boy, though uh, it is it, a really it, good bar. Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> in, in in Illinois, um, the Department of Illinois, they require us to sponsor um, girls and boys downstate, which is like a patriotic theme camp. Um, every American Legion and nation under the national charter is required to sponsor baseball, youth baseball. Sure. we got great um, fields right out the window yeah, there. The whole pile of you don't even necessarily today. have to have the field. We have them, but other legions that don't have the luxury of having the real estate we have, all they have to do is sponsor mm-hmm. uh, uh, youth baseball. And there's just so much. If, if you go to even the American Legion, the national website, It'll talk about what we do for communities. We had a craft beer fest here yesterday. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to, we're not going to make a lot of money from that, but just the connecting the community to the veteran service organization. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely, important. yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick question. Who did the lighting at night? This tank looks like it should be in a museum. Yes. It's, uh, you're driving by, and you you got to stop and go, and, wow, who did this? I just found out. Um, so they're, they're just wall pack mounted on short four-foot posts. Uh, and I found out yesterday it was our, um, our grounds facilitator, Al Billings, who's been involved with the Legion for a long, long time. Sure. And he told me, yeah, he, he, he relamped those with LED lamps a few years ago. I thought we would have to do that. It looks it looks perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to. We don't want to use a lot of people LED floodlights that are pointing up because a lot of communities are they have regulations they call dark skies regulations. Right. You're just throwing light up in the air. That's just a waste of money. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's conservation. Right. Right. So you're an environmentalist. <laughs> well, I mean, you we tree hugger. Are we you? all live in here. <laughs> tree hugger. I'm not a tree hugger, but but but. So can we talk a little bit about your time in the military and sure. maybe some things that you sure. know the transition to civilian life or? Sure, I um, joined the army when I was 18. Wow. Um, probably 1983. Went in regular army. Signal Corps, did three years, got out, joined the Connecticut National Guard, probably there for 12 years, met my current wife in the National Guard, the best award nice. I ever got from the military is my current <laughs> wife. She was full-time Connecticut National Guard. So she's the commanding officer, is that yeah, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, we moved. My, my civilian company moved to South Illinois because we had a joint venture with a competitor. And um, I was out for about five, six years. And in 2005, I decided when the recruitment was going down, mm. I'm going to go back in. 
and I told my wife, and she, we we don't all of our families back east, so we didn't have any support out here, right. support mechanisms or groups, and she, um, we had another child, Kyle, our younger son, out here, and so it was very hectic as far. But I told her I want to go back in. It's our recruitment is down, so I. I didn't have to repeat basic training again, thank God. I never would have, <laughs> never would have went back in. But, um, and then a year later, I volunteered to go to the Army Reserve and and um, get deployed. So I was deployed. I was mobilized for 16 months. Deployed for 12 in the Cuba, Iraq. So I've been Signal Corps. I was Civil Affairs in Iraq. I've been an instructor, certified instructor. Mm-hmm. I was an observer, controller, trainer for about seven years. And then 2019, I got, I, I was getting too fat and my back gave out. So I said, <laughs> it, it's time, you know, after 30 years. Why years. didn't you join the Air Force then, damn it? My dad was in the Air Force. <laughs> my, my dad, my, my dad, um, 88. 89 last year my mother said he oh fell down goodness. he fell down the stairs oh, God bless didn't, him. didn't break a bone he's bruised and he put his head through the drywall at the bottom of the stairs he, he got, and i told my dad i said you air force guys are pretty tough yeah. <laughs> you know i'm just joking the only two letters that matter are the first two u.s right yeah, that's right thank Absolutely. you and i love your shirt <laughs> no the one you had on the other day because um navy Oh, oh how does no, that go no. Yeah. I, well, you know, you were a Marine. It's only yes, fun. Yes, well, well, the Marines and the Navy. They, we're brothers. They, yeah, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> and, but down here, the Navy guys like to jab at the Army. And sure, and the sure. So I jabbed back, and I had a T-shirt on that says uh, Army because nobody played uh, Navy as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's brilliant. Yeah. Now, you remember, you had nothing to do with tanks, so you had to research, you had to spend a lot of your personal time to make this thing turn out the way it did, and I'm flabbergasted what you guys did. Oh, yeah, so... And I'll tell you what, and I mean this sincerely, it makes me proud to be an American, but more importantly, what you showed to these young guys stepping up today, they're going... Look what these guys did. People are stopping their cars. It's the pulling little it. things. And that's huge. Well, no, you this is huge. When you research, it, there is no standard color. Um, right. Usually the color, when, when I was in Iraq in 07, 08, there were no green tanks. They were all sand. Can't, they were all sand color. Sure. We had striker vehicles, with the ones with the big wheels. They used to roll up and down the routes doing about 60, 70 miles an hour. It was like a PT boat with guns, you know, on with <laughs> wheels. There you go. Those right. were hunter green. And then the Army changed those to sand as well. But uh, So it, it's dictated by what we used to call in the Army is your um, contemporary operating environment. Your, your, the color of your, your, your equipment is, should be matched the color of your environment. Sure. Is that like the camouflage joke that you told? Which well, one's that? Camouflage joke. Uh, Private, I didn't see the camouflage formation this morning. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I like that. I like uh, that. That's good. So we, we painted it. This is uh, this color. Some people have pushed back, but uh, the majority of people like it. it. It's 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 more representative of what our current forces are using. Yes. Especially like when they were in Afghanistan, and I know the tank itself is is a 1950s era, but 
we should respect the heraldry of our current operating forces as well. Mm-hmm. Now, if they go to purple and pink polka dots, I will probably uh, you got to draw now. the line there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're in the <laughs> area, especially scary. you uh, grandpas and dads and grandmas and, and mothers, bring your sons and daughters by the Gurney American Legion, post 771. We're at 749 North Milwaukee Avenue in Gurney. Stop by, check out this tank, and explain to your kids what um, it means to be American and a yeah. volunteer and to keep the history going yep. for the benefit of the next generation coming up. Well said. Steve, it's been an honor talking to you. You're a good man, a good friend, and thank you for what you did, and carry on. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Kathy. Thank All you. right. It's been a pleasure. That was fun. I smell popcorn. Look at that. Get some milk, turn